what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Hello everyone, it's Stephen Jackson here, aka CJ215, with another GCW review for BBGWrestling.com. This time I'll be reviewing The Last Resort, uh, which took place last night. Um, as of recording this uh, review last night, um, it took place in California. It was originally due to be a show called Slam C- um, Slab City, but um, unfortunately due to the COVID restrictions, that wasn't able to happen. So the hastily GCW had to find another venue for the event and it, it looked good. You know, it's always difficult when you've got to suddenly change um, a venue and especially during these times of um, COVID due to getting somewhere with the restrictions and um, social distancing measures able to be followed through. So it was um, it was a good venue. Um, it was, you know, somewhere where it looked in a bit kind of in the middle of nowhere, to be honest. It kind of looked like... Um, in the middle of the desert, but it added a bit of character to the show. Um, it was a great turnout from the crowds as well. There was a great crowd there, um, which really helped. And I think that shows a lot about GCW as a promotion. Um, coming off the collective, which was the huge weekend I reviewed last week, to be able to come back this week with another show in another state, um, and be able to bring a lot of fans in. Um, I think it shows a lot about them at the moment and how they're able to quickly, you know, make changes to suit everyone. So um, so yes, yeah, so it was a good. Show. So um, I shall kick off with the opening match, which was between um, the bad boy Joey Janela of AEW against um, AJ Gray. Um, Yeah, this was um, surprising because I actually didn't expect this to be the opening match. Um, I thought this would have taken place a bit later down the card, but um, it's great to have seen it because... um, you know, it's a good way to start the show off, and you know, Joey obviously um, is a huge star. So yeah, it was um, a good, good stuff. Um, it was um, really hard hitting. There was a lot of um, you know interesting counters and maneuvers. There was a brilliant pounce from AJ Gray, um, which led into a kick to the face, which looked vicious onto Joey Janela. Um, there was some. There was a vicious elbow as well onto Joey, which prompted the uh, commentator to say, "Like the grapevine, he needs some milk," <laughs> which I thought was greatly amusing. Um, it's always good those little pop culture references on commentary. Um, always make me laugh. Um, commentary once again was on point as well. This whole show, I thought it was fantastic. Um, we got a huge spine buster, but we had a diving headbutt. Now, what's interesting is, is the diving headbutt is one of those moves which I believe um, should be sort of banned given all of the um, all of the issues with concussions and head trauma and things. But I guess if you do it safely, then you know it should be fine. But in theory, I don't know whether it's really relevant a move what needs to be done today given all of the negative press around it. Um, but it did look good, and there was a brilliant-looking uh, top rope leg drop from AJ Gray onto Joey Janela later on, uh, reminiscent of uh, Psychosis uh, in WCW and ECW, which looked awesome. Um, there was also a great lariat from uh, Joey Janela, which led into a brain buster, which looked fantastic, um, which then 
it was followed by an even more awesome looking move, which was a second rope sort of hoovy driver from um, AJ Gray, which actually got the win. And I was shocked because I was not expecting uh, AJ to get the win here. Um, but he really, you know, he did and he really earned it. And, you know, given Joey's history in GCW, it's great for him to, you know, give the rub over to uh, AJ. And this was a great match. You know, this was, the crowd were into it. A great way to start off the show um, and set the tone for everything to come. Um, and yeah, AJ Gray, great 2020 so far, and it continues. Um, so that was really good. So the next match we had was between um, was a three way, which was between uh, the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson, uh, Danny Limelight uh, of N of New Japan fame, and um, Adrian Quest. So and we also had um, Rich Knox, who any of you who are fans of AEW or uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla uh, is a very famous referee down in PWG. So that was really cool to see him. Um, I'm glad that he's doing well. Um, so that was good. Uh, there was a funny little bit where the um, the music kept rebooting. So as well as on the um, the speakers, you could hear the music. You could also hear sort of the rebooting theme, which I thought was really amusing. Um, but it was it was um, you know just one of those little things what happens in the shows which you know sticks with you um danny limelight great working as a heel he was talking smack to the crowd um i think he's got a lot of potential and i think this really showed um uh, the layers of his you know personality um and the crowd were really into it as well um what was really cool as well is that adrian and danny actually teamed up to take on chris dickinson early on so i think it was really good that they saw that dickinson was the main threat and wanted to take him take him out um, it really did sort of add into the, um, you know, mystique of, you know, with it being a freeway, is it going to be sort of more of a handicap or is it going to be, where's the turn going to happen? So I liked that at the beginning. Um, Adrian Quest hit a beautiful looking arm drag, um, which looked awesome, but there was a little bit of miscommunication between himself and Chris Dickinson, which was a bit uncomfortable. Um, you know, nothing to nothing too major, but I always think, you know, it, it must be a bit awkward if it's sort of the first or second time you're working together. So um, that was a little bit awkward. But we also had an awesome looking um, walk along the ropes into a double spring broad lariat from Danny Limelight, which looked fantastic. Such an innovative offence. I thought that was really cool. Um, Chris Dickinson caught Adrian Quest in a in um sorry caught Danny Limelight I should say my apologies into a rolling uh, Death Valley driver which looked awesome. Uh, Chris Dickinson, you know, as intense as always, it was it was crazy. Um, but he also in in him he's so innovative this match. But Chris Dickinson actually grabbed both Danny Limelight and Adrian Quest's legs and uh, delivered a double Boston Crab at the same time, which prompted them both to go to the ropes at the same time, which I thought was really cool. Um, I thought that was a really awesome looking um, spot. You know, it really added into the um, you know the three way element of it and just that there was innovation. So I thought that was really good. Um, uh, there was um, uh, what well, there was going to be a springboard from Danny, Danny Limelight, but he slipped, which is you know not his fault. Down to you know the um, the cleaning fluid and such on the on the ropes, but he did then land a beautiful looking six thirty splash, which then uh, was counted out. Sorry, which was then um, led to a two count, which then Chris Dickinson replied with a massive lariat. Um, and took out uh, Danny Limelight, and then that landed Dickinson the victory. 
It was a good match, this one again. I think there was a lot of um, you know innovative stuff. It was short, it was quick. Crowd loved it. Um, all guys got to shine. I thought this was great again. Um, a great three-way on you know a really good show. So next up we had um, the homicidal, the suicidal, the genocidal and death-defying Sabu of ECW fame against uh, Matthew Justice. This was classic ECW hardcore action. You know, we had chairs going everywhere. We had broken doors. We had tables. It was classic ECW hardcore match. Sabu looked good, but he did, as he jumped down to, at the beginning of the match, he jumped down to the um, floor to get something from under the apron. He actually went for his back, and it looked like he had sort of a pack on his back, maybe sort of a pressure pack to help him with pain, maybe, I'm not sure, which, you know, was a bit uncomfortable on screen, because it was, you know, you don't want anyone to wrestle if they're in pain. Um, I mean, Sabu, given all of the um, sacrifices his, and injuries he's taken throughout his career, you know, it must be taken at all, you know, had it not earlier on in his career. But um, it didn't play into the match later on, thankfully. But there was some pretty um, hard-hitting shots with, of all things, doors. Um, Sabu took a really nasty-looking headshot from Matthew Justice with one of the doors, which left a massive indentation in it, um, which looked really... Um, vicious, um, maybe you know, unprotected. Maybe it was a bit. It was a bit close to the close to the knuckle. I must say, um, not a fan of that kind of thing now with all the head trauma. But it was still, um, you know, a really good strong match. Um, I think that they really gave each other, you know, a, a classic hardcore battle. And amazingly, it was actually Sabu who got the win. Again, this this show was surprising in that the people who got the victories were not necessarily the people you would expect, so that was an exciting thing. But he actually won with an Arabian face buster um, with the chair um, onto Matthew Justice for the three, which then led for them to shake hands. And it was a really out-of-the-blue finish, but I think it really worked well. And Sabu, you know, is a legend, and Matthew Justice is on his way up. I'd love to see them go back at it again at some point. And, you know, both guys had great chemistry. So, again, this was fun stuff. Um, it, there was a couple of spots, like I said, but nothing, thankfully, which, um, you know, was uh, detracted from the match at all. So it was, a, you know, it was a good stuff. And from there, we came into the um, f female match of the night, women's wrestling match of the night, which was Eliana Black against um, Ali Cat. This was brilliant. Um, both these women are on the up. Eliana Black has just got something there, which is very reminiscent of Paige in WWE, where she's just got that sort of darker look to her and that darker persona. But she just works so well. She's so good at wrestling, you know, that um, classic technical style. And Ali Cat's just such a great character wrestler. She's brilliant. And both of them just took it to one another. Um, there was a great leverage pinfall battle in this one. There was some great forearms and headbutts which were vicious but they really gave each other you know what for um it was definitely um a match which had you didn't know which way it was going to go as well you know there was a lot of um backwards and forwards um, of the offense there was a rolling death valley driver which then led into a pile driver which went into a two count which was crazy um it was just a great you know, back and forth battle. And then um, what was great again was that we had some really great submission wrestling. So Eliana Black actually landed or um, got 
uh, attached with a nasty looking octopus hold onto Alley Cat, which she counted out of. Um, but that octopus hold, you know, that was, you know, beautiful stuff. That looked, you know, as picture perfect as you'll see anywhere. Um, fantastic. You know, I love that move and it just looked brilliant. Um, but then from there, there was an, um, a counter from Alley Cat, which then led into a clothesline from Alley Cat to then get the victory um, on Eliana Black. Uh, and, you know, again, this was back and forth. This was quick. This was fun. And it was a really great showing from both women. And it was great to see Alley Cat as well in there with a female wrestler, given that she's often wrestling with the uh, the males. It was great to see her against a female wrestler. And Eliana's been in GCW a couple of times now getting better and better each time definitely you know found her niche in what she's doing and continue doing it and you know definitely book her you know if there are any bookers listening eliana black is a female wrestler who you know needs to be seen by more fans than what she's been seeing at the moment she's great as is ali cat you know so definitely um you know seek them out on social media if you can because they deserve to be seen by a wider audience um but yeah this was great um, I will say as well, given that this these matches were short, this this show was the shortest GCW show I've actually watched, and even with Mark, um, it was the shortest GCW show I've watched. It came in at just over two hours, which um, was surprising. Um, I did think, though, that I, I did real, read that the stream did get lost, and that kind of aptly comes into the next part of the review, which is where KTB faced streaming has been lost <laughs> well we it lost and we lost the feed um sadly I, I do believe it's going to be shown or uploaded later on uh, gcw put out an apology um but when the stream did come back it was the end of the match and it finished um so unfortunately um i missed that one but you know ktb if anyone hasn't seen him definitely go and check him out um, and I'm hoping this match will be up soon. And if so, then I'll put a little uh, tweet out just with my thoughts to go attached with this review. Um, or maybe even if the description of the uh, review, um, when I put it on uh, SoundCloud and the like, I might put a little um, note about this match when it does become available. Um, but yeah, but from there we came into what I would say was my match of the night, which was between Jimmy Lloyd and Eli Everfly in a crazy amazing deathmatch um jimmy lloyd is one of the best deathmatch wrestlers going eli everfly is one of the most innovative wrestlers on the circuit today these two just worked unbelievable wrestling yeah this was an unbelievable wrestling match um it wasn't typical um deathmatch it wasn't just hitting each other over the head with light tubes it wasn't just blood for the sake of blood this had some brilliant innovative um wrestling in it eli everfly hit an awesome looking crucifix bomb to start out after a beautiful round run to jimmy lloyd jimmy lloyd then came back with um um some vicious looking you know, shots with the steel chairs onto um, Eli Everfly, um, and Eli brought them back as well, you know, to Jimmy. This was also, I believe, the first time Eli Everfly had been in a death match in GCW, and I could be wrong there, but I think that's what they said on commentary. And he hung hung in there with Jimmy, uh, tooth and nail. This was, you know, so cool. This was such a great match. There was an amazing looking twisting head scissors from the top to jimmy lloyd where jimmy actually sorry um eli actually he got onto the top and then he twisted round 
and landed. He was going to try and land Jimmy into the... Uh, there was a chair set up, but he missed the chair, but he hit the ring and he hit some of the broken glass, which looked awesome. Um, beautiful looking, you know, wrestling there. There was a Spanish fly from Eli from the apron into a barbed wire board on the floor, which actually got caught in um, Jimmy's hair, the barbed wire, and which uh, Rich Knox again of PWG referee fame had to come and cut um, Jimmy out, which was quite disturbing given you know the um, risks involved. But crazy looking stuff. There was a face breaker which led into a cradle DDT the crowd were going nuts there was an underhook Canadian destroyer from the turnbuckle by Eli onto Jimmy which led to a two count on a door which was nuts and then to um, finish things off um, Jimmy Lloyd got uh, Eli into an electric chair slam which was reminiscent of Sick Nick Mondo of CZW as they mentioned on commentary for Eli to kick out at one which then was replied by a running tombstone into some light tubes which was then a three count from uh, for and a victory for Jimmy Lloyd this was sensational this was a match which it's deathmatch wrestling but it's not typical deathmatch wrestling it's more than that this was brilliant stuff. I'm a massive fan of Eli Everfly and I'm a massive fan of Jimmy Lloyd and these two have brilliant chemistry and I'd see this match again anytime, anywhere and see what else they could do. Again, if anyone you know wants to seek out more or wants to book either of these guys, please do it because they're more than just... You know, Jimmy's definitely more than just a deathmatch wrestler and Eli is one of the most, you know, unique wrestlers on the circuit today. Um, he, They both deserve to be seen a lot more. This was match of the night. This was, you know, a brilliant encounter. And, you know, this is what 21st century um, deathmatch hardcore wrestling should be like. It was brilliant. Back and forth, vicious. Um, innovative and fun you know the crowd loved it and the crowd were um, with them the whole way it was a partisan crowd as well which added into it I thought it was brilliant stuff um, definitely the standout show from the last resort sorry def definitely the standout match from this show the last resort but um, from there we then came on to another death match which was between uh, Atticus Kogar of 440 against um, Schlack um, you'll know from myself and uh, Mark's reviews that Schlack is um, particularly a particularly crazy-looking individual. Um, yeah, this was um, this was typical sort of you know hardcore wrestling again, like Matthew Justice and Sabu. But I think it was a bit difficult to kind of follow on from the match between Jimmy Lloyd and Eli Everfly because of what they'd actually done beforehand. Um, there was some nasty-looking shots. There was. Um, a plastic bag which was put over the head of Kogar from Schlack, which looked crazy. Um, there was a, a beautiful moonsault from Atticus Kogar onto Schlack, which was a two count. Um, and then we actually got, of all things, um, which was particularly nasty, um, the, the light tube was broken uh, by Schlack and then the glass from the light tube was ground into Atticus Kogar's head which was on camera looked nasty um, and, you know, prompted various, um, you know, chants of, you know, you sick, you know what. Um, it was it was crazy. Um, it was bloody. It was violent. 
and the violence came to an end when Schlack grabbed Atticus Kogar and threw him into um, a board, what was set up at the or a door set up at the end of the um, at the other side of the ring, uh, into a running power bomb and some light tubes, which was then the victory. Um, it was it was vicious. Um, I don't feel this had the same amount of um, you know impact as the previous match did, and it was hard given where they were placed on the card. Um, but they did what they could do in the time, and you know it was good. The crowd were with them. Um, it was fun, but it just didn't live up to the previous match. Sadly, I think it just was placed a little bit wrong on the card, if I had to say. Um, but it wasn't bad by any means. It was still a good match from both guys. And then on this very short show, we came to the main event, which, as shown on the poster, was between uh, Blake Christian, All Heart, a star um, now of New Japan Pro Wrestling, against Ricky Shane Page, RSP of also 440. Um, the current GCW champion. This wasn't a GCW championship match. It was a non-title match. But, um, you know, it, it was still a really strong match in terms of, you know, the um, David versus Goliath feel to it. The size difference between these, these two guys was shown from the outset, you know. Um, it it was definitely... And I loved the way it looked with the sun setting, actually. I thought it looked really um, cool, that um, sort of visual, uh, just given where they were located in California, the sun started setting, but I think that looked really cool. Um, it, it was definitely um, a match of classic sort of... Um, not only David Goliath, but, you know, cocky heel champion against, you know, babyface challenger. RSP was particularly, um, you know, heelish and dastardly with his, um, you know, heel dynamics where he was taunting the fans at home by turning around and looking at the camera um, and, you know, wasn't taking Blake seriously. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, but they worked a really good, strong, classic wrestling pace. This was a great, um, you know, counteraction to the previous matches, which had been, you know, death matches. This was a really good, strong, technical, um, classic, um, you know, title, well, non-title title match, main event match. Um, I thought it was an awesome looking um, big kick from Blake onto RSP, which really, you know, got across the size difference of them. There was a huge dive from Blake Christian onto um onto RSP. Um but then what was cool was that RSP actually caught Blake Christian on the inside with a with a hand with a backdrop from a handspring um elbow, which I thought was brilliant. I thought it looked really good. Um and then what was really cool in this match we had some sort of individual uh, vertical suplex of eels from RSP, which, you know, basically RSP was throwing Blake Christian all across the ring with vertical suplexes, which were reminiscent of uh, veals. Um, he he was thrown right across the ring like a ragdoll. You know, this this kind of thing was done between uh, Keith Lee and, um, and Jeff Cobb and Ricochet. Um, if any of you have seen um, the, I believe, the final of Bowler 2017, um, in pro wrestling gorilla, very very reminiscent of that. Um, love that kind of thing, you know, getting across the size difference and the strength. And Blake Christian, you know, he he worked brilliantly in this match. He's on a he's again one of these guys who, the sky's the limit for him. You know, um, he's he's young, he's innovative, he's hungry. Fans love him, and the fans, you know, hated RSP. Um, which I thought was a really great dynamic as well. Really good fans for this show, um, all the way through. The um, 
the one of those vertical so sorry one of those veal suplexes though actually was on the outside into the um apron of the ring which looked even more nasty than what it did inside the ring because of the way it bent um christian's back which looked nasty um we got a we got a veal suplex um also sorry we got a send a swanton from rsp from the vertical veal suplex which was only a two count onto blake where you know a guy the size of rsp able to land a you know swanton reminiscent of jeff hardy was you know brilliant um we then got an awesome looking tilt the word ddt which was a two count and then we got a 450 which led to a two count for blake which almost got the victory for him when the crowd were going nuts and then uh, we had a massive hurricane rana from the top and then blake was going to hit Eli- hit elia uh, which is a sort of twisting frog splash-esque move um corkscrew-esque but then atticus kogar uh came out grabbed blake christian threw him from the inside to the outside um which then allowed rsp to get up and uh catch um blake christian in a choke breaker for the three for the victory um so rsp you know won the non-title match at the conclusion of the last resort so it was a really good fun show it was uh given all the restrictions they had put in place i think gcw did a great job i think the venue was great the fans were brilliant um the commentary was always on point as always and was amusing um it was quite hardcore heavy this match um and it was a shame that we lost the feed for the ktb match but it was made up by the other matches, and as I said, I think that match will become available at some point somewhere. Um, in the past, when that's happened with GCW, they have put the matches out for free, either on their YouTube or um, maybe on Fight, so or on on Twitter maybe. So keep an eye out on social media. But um, definitely a show to check out. Um, it was short show. It was a short show. It was a fun show. Um, everyone was great. The crowd were great and can't recommend it enough. I think it was fantastic. New faces as well, so definitely wrestlers I would like to see come back to GCW again um, to show what they can do um, against other people as well, you know, and um, a great showing. So well done, GCW on, you know, bringing out a great crowd and a great show with all the restrictions in place. Um, so, yeah, so this show will uh, is available now on Fight to replay, so you can check it out on Fight. And, um, yeah, that concludes everything, really. Thank you again, just before I do finish off, for everyone who's listened to the Collective uh, review. You know, the Collective's also available to um, watch on Fight. Um, You can either download particular shows, as I mentioned, or you can download the whole bundle um, and purchase the whole bundle of shows. So definitely check that out um, if you like. And, yeah, just thank you for all the support you've, you know, shown us and the team. And thank you once again, Fight, for allowing me to cover um, GCW for um, BBG Wrestling. So lastly, um, to be able to find us on um, social media, you can find our Twitter handle at BBG Wrestling. And if you want to check out our website, it's www.bbgwrestling.com. So thank you, everyone. That was a very short, but, um, you know, action-packed review of GCW's uh, The Last Resort. I'll be back again at some point, I'm sure, with another interview or another review. So, as always, take care, everyone. Thank you again, and uh, stay safe.